Hey, Husky fans, welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast from Sports Illustrated Husky Maven channel. My name is Trevor Mueller. With me is Jake Grant and our guest, Alameda Teotmu. He is from the University of Washington, played in the NFL. Now he's here on Fourth and Inches. Alameda, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Now, of course, every time we have a Fourth and Inches podcast, Jake and I do a a duo and he's got to guess who it is. So let's see if you can help him figure this one out. So we're like Brown and Bennett. Brown and Bennett. What happened tonight? Uh, the NBA draft. Uh-huh. Who are Brown and Bennett? Anthony Bennett. And? I don't know the other one. 2000, the, 2001 first draft. Alameda, do you know? For the NBA? Yeah. Yeah. Brown and Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Uh, Anthony and who Brown? was the other one? From what year? 2001. Yeah. I don't I know. <laughs> of course, I, I picked those two. It's NBA draft night, and Jake and I are the biggest busts there are. But, of course, we're going to be anchored today by uh, all-star Alameda Taamu. And, Alameda, I chose this week to have you on for a very special reason. And that's because you were on the field for the immaculate interception. And you told us before you started, you are the reason that that happened. Take us through that amazing play where Mason Foster picks it off for the game-winning pick six. Well, uh, we had a defensive line stunt. Um, it was Everett Thompson or it might have been Kalani Aldridge. Uh, they had to come in first as a defensive end, and I just had to wrap and contain. And uh, luckily I was open, and I was able to kind of chase Nick Foles at the time. He kind of fell backwards. and let the ball go. And I forgot whose foot it hit off of, but uh, Mason ended up taking it to the house, man. And um, it was like a quick change of events. You know what I mean? It was almost like fighting for your life and just a big sigh of relief at the end of that. So it's one of the best moments of my life. You know, as soon as you brought it up, I already, I already knew I had the story for it. You know what I mean? So, and, I mean, you see me smiling right now. It, I don't know what it was like being on the field. Uh, but watching it from the camera looking like a 9.0 earthquake had to be yeah. one of the coolest moments. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk. Everything was just uh, – it, it went by slow but fast at the same time, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, so Washington is going to host Arizona this week. And, Jake, we had on a, a, an expert from Arizona um, – and he basically was really – he was really low on Arizona. He didn't think that they were headed in the right direction. And then their first game gets canceled. Then they go up and they go toe-to-toe with USC. They're leading throughout the entire game. USC with another late-game heroics wins the game. What is your overall take on this Arizona program as they lost their one game this season, 34-30? to Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Arizona expert, he was really low on Arizona. But if you look at it, USC is ranked 20th in the nation. Eric Thompson was his name. I remembered it now. Yeah, Going toe-to-toe with USC, who's ranked, is is really a a good thing for Arizona. It gives them hope going forward into this year. USC is supposed to walk away with the South, right? Especially after beating Arizona State. Arizona, to give them that tough of a matchup, is really encouraging for them. Grant Gunnell plays a lot better than everybody projects him to play. He goes 24-36, three touchdowns. He threw he threw a really bad ball, and it got picked off. USC has talent all over that field. Right. Um, it's a really versatile offense. They can run Brightwell, 112 yards. Grant Gunnell ran for 40. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I already mentioned Gunnel throwing the rock. Their receivers had big days. They had 110 yards receiving from Cunningham. Barry Hill had 70, and all you know, three different receivers had a touchdown. That's a really impressive, well balanced offense all around the field. Um, look, looking to play, to play against them, Washington is going to have to get the run defense a little bit stouter. But that pass defense that Washington showed against uh, Oregon State is going to is going to bode well for them. Yeah, and a couple of things to highlight there is Edifon Ulufushio talked about how Washington, uh, and namely the linebackers himself and and Jackson Sermon, who we talked about in our post-game show, uh, he said that they really needed to do a better job of being in the right holes, and uh, they were wrong. They corrected that. Um, but, you know, Grant Gunnell's going to ch- uh, make for a bigger test for that secondary because, as we said, Tristan Gabbia was not sharp. He didn't look good. He was throwing behind receivers when they did get separation. Um, and then, of course, you mentioned – the running game, putting up 158 total yards on USC. USC is pretty stout up front. I think that's a big deal. Now moving over to the defensive side of the ball, they did give up 34 points. And uh, it, was a, it was a steady dose of uh, USC making chunk yardage. They scored in every um, quarter. And then, of course, Keaton Sloven with 325 yards. Um, Marcus Stepp in just – 12 carries amassed 82 yards you don't see running backs in an air raid system get 82 yards so there's definitely holes on that Arizona line for Washington or Arizona defense for Washington to find some yards but I think it's going to be really important for Dylan Morris to take that step because the offensive line is going to do what the offensive line does but in order to beat a team that maybe will score more than an Oregon State, you're going to have to, you know, complete more of those passes. That's going to be on Dylan Morris, as I said, and the receivers making those catches. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good thing for your defense when your, your defensive back is your leading tackler with nine tackles for Arizona. You, you know, know you- I noticed that, and I just wonder if part of that's, I mean, <laughs> who was the leading tackler against Wazoo every year? It's always, uh, you know, Elijah Molden. Right. Yeah, yeah, sure. But Elijah Molden's kind of a hybrid, you know, he's, he's a corner, but he's up on the line quite a bit. He, you know, I, I, I don't know if I consider him really, I mean, he's a nickel corner, but how often does he kind of slide into that line, that, that fourth linebacker spot, fifth linebacker spot? Yeah, um, yeah. He's near the line of scrimmage a lot. I don't, I don't think he saw that from uh, Arizona's defense. I think a lot of it was probably, uh, you know, long runs that were busted that were saved by a, a corner or something. Right. And then, of course, we have our line expert here. So we stayed away from the offensive defensive lines because we got Alameda here. So Alameda, why don't you talk about the development that you saw from Washington um, missing Tulila Tua-Gasanoa. Obviously, uh, Joe Tryon's gone from the outside linebacker who's a pass rusher. And then Levi Onwuzurike also gone. What did you see from this young Husky defensive line? Well, um, like you said, I didn't expect them to score that much. And um, when you look at a score like that, you want to say things like, you know, the first thing they need, thing they need to do is stop the run. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching on film. Uh, they have a pretty good front, even though uh, Latulian Arsenal is not there, you know, yeah. to, to hold that middle down. Um, I thought that uh, Big 94 did a good job. He just got to get in shape, you know what I mean? And, and Taimani, uh, yep. Yeah. Taimani, he's, he's a beast. You know what I mean? It's, um, just like what you said, Coach was talking about, he missed a couple gaps. 
And that's, you know, because maybe he wasn't in shape or he's just young, you know what I mean? And um, I had a lot of those problems just like he did when I was his age as a sophomore. I was getting reached out my gaps. It wasn't no strength, you know, problem. It was me being out of shape and just uh, not knowing my assignments, you know what I mean? Um, I think it would be a big help if uh, Latuling Asano was able to come back and um, him in Big 94 was to man the middle. Um, we have the outside, what's his name, showed out. Uh, what's his name? Number yeah, 58. Zion. Uh, Zion, yeah. ZTF. Yeah, yeah. He's nice, man. He's real nice with it. It's, it's uh, They talk about his passwords moves, but he just has a real nose for the ball. You know yeah. what I mean? And he knows how to get there. May not be pretty, but he gets there. You know what I mean? And um, he had two uh, sack calls fumbles, which was crazy. Yeah. So now that we have um, number big 58 and we have Latuling Asanoa, you know, man in the middle, I think that 94 – would be a good addition for them to play like first and second downs to stop the run. Yeah. Um, I, I also seen that uh, Bronson, you know, my old teammate Demetrius Bronson's little brother. Yeah. It was good to see him get out there. You know, he has good feet. He has good motor. And I think he'll be a good third down guy, you know, for the nickel package. Um, but like you said, the first thing they have to do is stop the run. And um, I am really looking forward to letting us know coming back and man in that middle with a big 94. So, as far as the D-line, I mean, I'm not worried about it. It's just about getting experience, you know what I mean, and um, being able to play another game. I think they're going to come out stronger against Arizona. It's a really good test for them. I mean, that big quarterback of theirs had a lot of time in the backfield, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm pretty sure they'll get after the quarterback and um, hopefully they'll stop the run. Do you see uh, going from game one to game two as a D-line, does it gel more? Is there a big jump in productivity or is it just kind of a steady as you go kind of a position? It depends. Um, I think, uh, what you call it, Tupuola? Yeah. I think he got a lot of um, confidence under his belt now. Um, yeah. I don't know about his stats last year, but he, he's looked like he's been there, you know what I mean? And he, he's used to being in those kind of games. Um, that kind of defense, I kind of remember, it was kind of like our defense where we had a lot of good players, but they will all do good things at different times. You know what I mean? All out at once. And, um, you know, people like Daniel Tell Neshar, right. uh, rest in peace. Um, if he didn't make a play, then all of a sudden Mason Foster will come. You know what I mean? So we had a lot of good pieces just like the way they do. It's just um, hopefully they put it together better than the way we did when, you know, earlier in my, my college career. It was, do you think it was a big, bigger deal than we projected that Oregon State had a game under their belt versus we hadn't had one yet? No, not at all. Um, these guys probably been playing each other and probably playing the same people every day. And it gets annoying because at some point it's not competition. You know what the next guy's doing. You know what you're going against. And luckily for the defensive line, I feel like they got to play against the best offensive line maybe in the, the conference. I yeah. mean, you know what I mean? So uh, it's good practice for them. But for, you know, Oregon State being able to have another game against another opponent, they get to reevaluate and see what they need to fix. So they're kind of a, a game ahead of Washington. You know what I mean? So um, I don't. I think it was a big deal that they had a game before them. You know what I mean? And I think that would have been a different team. You know what I mean? Going against Oregon State if they would have been able to play Utah. So, Yeah. Now, on the reverse of that, USC had a game, Arizona hadn't. And like you said, Arizona's offensive line seemed to be able to protect Grant Gunnell for enough time for him to stay upright and really yeah. step in the throws. So how do you expect 
Washington's defensive line, outside linebackers to attack that Arizona front? Well, I would hope Latuling Asanoa comes back. Yeah. And him and Big 94 can show those big boys inside too, you know what I mean, that they can get to the quarterback, they can stop the run. Um, I think once they, they stop the run and they kind of like show that they can do that, you got Big 58 going to work, you know what I mean? And um, I think he can, he, can, he can make that, those offensive tackles, you know, move their feet a little bit so they can fall, you know what I mean? So um, I'm actually kind of excited, you know what I mean, about what we're going to see from the D-line. They're young. And I think they have a lot of um, upside to them. So, Alameda, what do you think the score is going to be um, at 8 p.m. on Saturday night? I don't think it's going to be much different than Oregon State. It might be a 24-21 type deal. I think uh, the the defense is going to make an adjustment to learn how to stop them. Very cool. Jake? He took he he actually took my exact number. Uh, I'm a little upset with you, Alameda. Go <laughs> um, wrestle him. Yeah, I don't think I got him. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, oof! I almost had 27-21, but that was last last week's score. So <laughs> let's go 30 to 20. Awesome. I'm gonna kind of split the difference. I'm gonna go 31-24. Okay. Um. Alameda, thanks so much for coming on. And uh, you can catch him tomorrow on our Pac-12 Pick Show. Go dogs! Go dogs! Take care. Go dogs!